Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The elites at the World Economic Forum, you know, the very people that gave you the lockdowns and inflation, are now openly discussing personal carbon footprint trackers. The people that fly around the world in private jets carving up the world for themselves want to monitor everything that you do because the little people, we can't have too much freedom for the little people. You know, if you take your slice of the pie and everybody takes their slice of the pie, then the biggest slices that they enjoy might be slightly smaller. So, you know, if it means that you've got to give up your SUV or your pickup or your motorcycle or whatever it is so they can have three private jets at the ready, well, I guess you just have to recognize who's more important. And that's kind of their attitude. That's kind of their attitude. Also, a very left-wing writer who I've reached out to for a civil conversation actually wrote what I think was an a very compelling, very, very honest, from his perspective, piece about the back and forth between individual rights and majoritarian democracy. And he's not calling anyone out per se, but making the case that Democrats can't have it both ways and say, well, we want this majoritarian democracy, but we also don't like it when we lose. And what he's, the piece centers in on is the fight about government-run schools. You know, if the overwhelming majority of people, you know, support something like the parents' rights and education law, you can't say you're in favor of majoritarian democracy and then turn around and say, well, I don't like it when I'm on the losing side and my view of individual rights is not being upheld. Now, the question I, I'm, I'm going to have if we have this discussion is, where does the power lie? Where does the power lie? Because that's something we rarely ever talk about. It's, it's when it's convenient. We like the idea of, we like the idea of running to the next level of government to get what we want. And now we're having this debate over, is it local? Is it national? Is it, what is it? Where are we? Where are we when we discuss these things? And the question of free speech, this is not a question of free speech. The idea that a teacher owns the classroom and has no overarching authority on how they conduct themselves is a huge lie. But that's one of the uh, that's one of the big parts of this debate. Now also we have people saying, "Okay, okay, we give. We're not even going to try to bring down the gas prices. The high gas prices are good for you, so just get over it." And that kind of goes hand in hand with what these people at the World Economic Forum are saying. That the little people need more control. The little people need more control of their speech. They need more control of their consumer habits. And if you think you don't have to get into conspiracy theory, it's all there. They don't like the idea 
of freedom American style. And it's not just global elites. You have domestic elites, globalists, but domestically, who believe your your assumption of freedom is part of the global problem. And the global problem, whatever the global problem is, whether it's climate change, food insecurity, mass migration, whatever it is, your... See, when they can't fix that, it goes like this. When they can't fix that, they don't want anything to contrast it to. So if, if the world sees a free America, sees Americans, we the people, you know, average regular people, living far and above the standard of living of the majority of people on planet Earth and, you know, you, we're not, I'm not flying around in private jets. I got a house. I got a pickup truck. My wife's got an SUV. We got a boat. We live on a lake. We're happy. Most people, even in the upper echelons of other societies, do not have what you and I have readily available to us because of the remnants of our free market economy. But they see you as dangerous. Your concepts of free speech, the right to keep and bear arms, to acquire private property. If they can't deliver American freedom to the rest of the world, they'd rather rid the rest of the world of American freedom. Then it's, then it's, you know, it's no different anywhere, right? There's no grass. The grass is always greener on the other side. It's all the same grass. That's the way they look at it. Oh, by the way, and we will get into this. There has been record turnout. Record turnout for the Georgia primaries. Record turnout. We were told, and we've been told, and we're still told. We're even told that no matter how many people show up to vote in Georgia, that the voting laws are racist and are trying to strip black people of their right to vote. Even though the new voting laws have caused a surge, a wellspring, if you will, of voting activity. Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Let's see. Let's start with the gas prices. We have an inflation crisis. We have a baby formula crisis. We have a gas price crisis, and we have a border crisis. Any one of these should be detrimental to the to the polling for the ruling party. The Democrats have all of them. And I don't care. I'm not even going to bother with John Harwood's piece because the guy is such a. He's like a feminine hygiene product, the French word for shower with legs. Well, you can't blame this on government. Well, then who can we blame it on? And we have some of these global saying, well, well, lots of countries are are experiencing inflation. And we only judge ourselves by the failures of others. Oh, yeah, one little small point. I got I to make this point. Joe Biden is now talking war with China. And the party that said it was racist to call COVID-19 the China virus are deadly silent. There seems to be no concern 
from the Democrat left that the president of the United States flippantly said that he would use the military against China should they get more aggressive with Taiwan. Now, I haven't heard any Democrats say, well, you got to come to Congress first unless he's going to slide this one under the War Powers Act. Because the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 does not commit U.S. forces. Point blank, it does not commit U.S. forces. So we don't have a treaty, a NATO-like treaty with Taiwan that we are obliged, that was ratified in the Senate, that we are obligated to abide by should China attack Taiwan. Now, I don't want China to attack Taiwan. You know, I was going to start with the gas prices. I think I'm going to start here real quick, and then I'll get back to gas prices. If you're wondering why I haven't spent, and I said this yesterday, I've been light on Ukraine. Anyone who doesn't see the tumblers of the lock that unlocked all of these events right now, stemming from Biden's immediate period, period after his inauguration, I, I can't help you. We've, we, we've failed to push harder on China for trade. Trump tried it. And there were Democrats and Republicans and commentators jumping up and down, throwing themselves on the floor. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's going to raise prices. And if you remember correctly, now these people, these people are, think about that. They were concerned that if Trump, air fingers quote, kicked off a trade war with China, it was going to raise prices on imported goods. The very imported goods the Democrats don't even want us to have in the first place. Right? Trump's goal, stated goal, was free trade with China. No tariffs. They don't tariff us. We don't tariff them. But they've been tariffing us. And we've been letting them get away with it. And they've been dumping cheap steel into our country. Nearly destroying our steel industry. And we gave them the keys to General Motors as part of the auto ballot. Biden did that, by the way. Biden and Steve Ratner. Now, I'm not going to argue with any ankle biters on this, because I don't really care what you think. So you could just put the phone down this time. So you're, you're gonna, I'm, not, I'm not letting you waste our time. We know what happened. But Joe Biden came into office and kicked off this series of events by lifting... What, in God, what was he thinking when he canceled our Keystone XL pipeline but lifted the Trump sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. To that piece that we're going to get to on now gas prices are good because it'll make you make better choices. If gasoline, crude oil, natural gas are the poison of our planet and the oil industry is full of really terrible, awful, no good people, why was Hunter Biden working in the oil? Oh, you can't bring up Hunter Biden. But why? Joe Biden speaks as if oil is a global poison. They're talking about this at the World Economic Forum between the private jets and the limousines and the penthouse hotel suites that they're all in. 
Nobody's monitoring the carbon footprint of the food they're eating. It did, did not, none of this stuff. But if it's such a poison, why was Hunter Biden make million, making millions of dollars off it? I mean, the way the Democrats talk about oil and natural gas, they put it somewhere between blood diamonds and kiddie porn. I mean, if Hunter Biden was invested in blood diamonds, would the Democrats have a problem with that? And 10% for the big guy, don't forget. Would they be would they be questioning if Hunter Biden was involved in some kind of international kiddie porn ring? Because that's the way they talk about the oil industry. But they've essentially told us, well, you, you can't talk about these things. But if you don't think that was the first domino to go down, I can't help you. The next domino to go down was the Afghanistan withdrawal. The world watched as the committee. Well, Donald Trump created the timeline, but not the plan. The date, not the plan. Biden, Austin, Blinken, Sullivan, Harris created the plan. Not Trump, not Pence. By the way, some of the stuff that's coming out of Esper, and some of these guys, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're selling books. And what they're doing is they're taking what is obviously the president being flippant and somewhat facetious in behind closed doors. They're saying, well, he was ready. He was ready to attack Mexico with nuclear weapons. Really? Because he didn't even attack Iran when they downed one of our drones. Well, I got to call China. I mean, Trump's saying crazy things. They might think he's going to nuke them. Really? The Chinese military was sitting around going, January 6th, you know what's next, an attack on us. What? Idiocy. But gas prices, high gas prices. Now you're starting to see a turn. And you're going to see writers, commentators, politicians saying, okay, we can't can't do anything about this right now. So we're just going to frame this as good for you. You know, I'm going to take the break. I'll get into this and some audio when we get back. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Ever. Serious XM Patreon. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Serious XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs> 